welcome. Oops, wait a minute, my mic's not on. Yes, it is. How come I can't hear it? Oh, now I can. Oh, wait a minute. I can... There we go. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, wow. Welcome to the family with co host Catherine Brandt. I'm back. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Mike Bryant. Alex is not going to be in today because she's uh, taking care of the kids because Dan gets back from a trip today, so that's why she's not here. Yep. Um, we were just talking to Michael about, about corner gas. Oh um, my God. We tried to get some audio off Corner Gas, which was very, very funny. Can you just tell them the joke? Because it's hilarious. Oh, well, it's hard to set up because you've yeah, got to kind of know the characters. The it's characters. not really a joke you just, like, tell. Yeah. It, it's a show about a small corner gas station up in Canada somewhere, mid-prairie grasslands. Was it Dog River? Dog River is the name of the city. Yep. And there's a, there's a cafe attached to it that this woman... Uh, inherits from her grandmother and she moves there and she's running the cafe and this guy the comedian's name is Brent Butts. That's his real name. That's his real name. B-U-T-T. Yep. So I mean he was destined <clears throat> to become a comedian. Yes that he name. was. You know exactly. I mean? What else are you going to be? You're not going to become an attorney. Yep. <laughs> be the butt of all jokes. But anyway it's a hilarious um, it's a small town with a bunch of you know quirky characters. It kind of reminds me of Schitt's Creek. Yeah, oh, okay. in a way. So it has a shit Yeah, and so you have to kind of watch. Yeah. You have to have watch a few of them just to get who's who and what's what their relationships are. And anyway, it's very tight knit community, and the writing is just hilarious. It's oh four to oh nine. Yeah, six years. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's an older show, but um, all of a sudden we came across this freebie um, streaming service, hmm. and it has a bunch of Canadian shows on there does, that we've yeah. never be- seen. Yeah. Never been available, I guess, to the U.S. And Tom said that it was on WGN for a while. Oh, for, for a while, it was on WGN. So maybe in Chicago, Chicago they. Did you ever watch it. Working Moms? No. That was a series from Canada. Oh, was it? Um, that was. I think Netflix had it, um, and that was that was that was really good. That was good. Um, I'm trying to think what else has been based out of Canada. Because um, it seems to me they've had a couple of different oh, yeah, comedy things, yeah, they have. but yeah. I'd never even heard of that one. No, but, but SCTV baby, nothing better well, than SC- came out of Canada. Well, this kind of yeah. has that feel too, a little bit. It does. It's got kind of this just a different um, sense of humor that I find to be hilarious. But you know, um, the this episode, um, Brent is the owner operator of the gas station and it was his father's so everybody stays in dog river and nobody really seems to move very far from home base right and um uh, his father is a very grumpy old guy he, he's phenomenal he one time yelled at a butterfly in his garden called him a son of a bitch <laughs> yelled at a butterfly <laughs> a son of a bitch Okay. <laughs> so that kind of sets up his character. Anyway, they're in the grocery store, and he's, they're looking at salsa. Salsa, they call it. Salsa. Salsa. Sal- What's that must salsa? Be, that must be Oscar Leroy, huh? Oscar's the old guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, You know what? And I don't think I've seen any of these people in anything else. No. Yeah, looking at the Not a movie. Cast. Not... Yeah. No. You would think that maybe they would have shown up. In, well, Second City TV is probably about the same age, isn't it? Or older? Uh, about that, yeah. 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 And then um, I'm trying to think of the other. What was that other Canadian show that was uh, a comedy skit show? Wasn't there another SCTV, one? SCTV, you mean? No, wasn't there another one? I don't remember anything other than that one. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, I, I, don't think I, I don't think I can set it up, tell you the truth. You made me think of something, though. What? Uh, 
Schitt's Creek took a lot from Corner Gas. Oh, oh, that for they may sure. have they, that they may have been in reverse. There is I, no oh, doubt about Canadian. it. That's Canadian. That's Canadian. That, those guys were Canadian. Yep. The dad and the David. They're yep. they're Canadian. They're Canadian. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure they, they watched t- that. That's oh, what inspired Schitt's Creek. Was Dog River, Schitt's Creek, I'm really? Thinking, okay. I'm thinking that there might be a little uh, artistic license there. But, Just a um, little, yeah. It's I mean, hilarious. It's very funny. So but, tell it. You got to tell anyway, them a episode, joke. But uh, anyway, season two, episode thirteen. If you can find it on YouTube or Freebie or something, that's that has this clip of audio that we will try and find and clean up. Okay, he goes. What'd you buy salsa for? This is the old guy. <laughs> What'd you buy salsa for? Why? What's wrong with salsa? It's not any good. It's all mixed. What did he think was in it again? Uh, you never know what's mixed up in there. You never know what's mixed up. It's all red and everything. <laughs> he said it's red and everything. And then he... And then the other guy says, um, well, and what about Dijon mustard? Dijon mustard, that's that's some... What did he... I see, I can't... No, it was the younger guy who said yeah, the Dijon guy, mustard. Yeah, the younger guy, there was a Dijon mustard. He said it's... And a, that, that was suspicious for some reason. Yes. And then they brought up relish relish and so brent says to his dad oscar well what do you think about relish he says if you're going to go to an orgy (laughs) (laughs) what relish relish at an orgy wow okay (laughs) i mean it's just i was was laughing so hard we had to rewatch that so many times that shows hilarious relish and an orgy okay i I never thought of that there sctv (laughs) borrowed a lot from that show uh yes Yes. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Letter Kenny, uh, Nicole says, is also a good Canadian sketch comedy show. Letter Kenny? It's called Letter Kenny. Oh, I wonder one if that's word. On, I wonder if that's on Freebie. I've never even heard of it before. Letter Kenny. 74 episodes, 11 seasons. Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, Murdoch Mysteries. We've been watching Murdoch Mysteries. That's <laughs> still, still going on, and it's been, I don't know. Like 18 seasons or 20 seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, then that's kind of a fun, that's a, I mean, it's a sort of a murder mystery, but it's a very genteel kind of one, and it's, I don't know. The one so, I think you were thinking of is probably Kids in the Hall. Uh, oh, yeah, Kids, yeah, in, the Kids in the Hall. Yeah, that's another yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, I just I just saw that, that Kids in the Hall was a Canadian. It's still going, too. Oh. Yeah, is it Kids really? in the Hall is still later. going? Really? Oh, that's what it says. Really? Where, where is well, it still they, going? They um they did that like go away come back go away come oh. back yeah uh, where this says are they oh right one now? is where it it says it ends to twenty twenty one last year they did an eight episode revival season on Amazon Prime okay really? oh jeez yeah so that's so. one good thing about all this you know paying billions of dollars for eight million different streaming services right. is you can mm-hmm. find these shows Whatever that you didn't you even know existed. I would say this, that, that uh, Catherine's been working very, very, very hard to get Brent Buck booked on the show. I know. And I she's had to interview. I think he's just too big for us. Just, he's just too big. Well, he <laughs> might have made a little money off of that show since he wrote it, starred in it, directed it. He did everything. Oh, and did movies and, and uh, an animated Cartoon. version yep. of it. So, yes, I'm pretty sure he's, he's doing fine. But I will, I will sick um, Art Sears on him because he's probably, uh, you know. I mean, he's a good an, idea. He's an actual real booker. Yes, <laughs> he is. See if we can track him down. See if we can track him down. Because we called his agent. Tom, how did you even find you? You found Brent Butts. Agent in it, Vancouver, I think it is. Did you just Google him or something? <clears throat> I can't remember. I think so. But and I, I, you I left a message, and then 
his agent's assistant called me back, and I told him that we'd like him, some, you know, him to be on the show. And they said they'd get back to us, and then they never did. You know no. what Brent Butt's first ever uh, TV appearance was? Was that oh. the X Files one? Uh, Maniac Mansion, created oh, okay. by Eugene Levy. Oh, oh my God! Really? Yeah. Well then. I wonder, well I wonder then. if Brent Butt did any writing. He on was also Schitt's in Creek. Kids in the Hall. Really? Mm-hmm. He was a. He was just like some extra or something, but oh, yeah. okay. Quite the coincidence that he worked for Eugene Levy. Yeah. Came up with the show, and then Eugene Levy kind of borrowed the premise. Mm-hmm. Seems that way. That, uh, but red, yes, he was in, on the X-Files once. The, the oh. Red Green show was from Canada. Red Green, oh, yeah. Red Green. Which, oh, Red Green, There's a lot of people right. who like that show, and I... Didn't get it. I, I, I've never got... I, I, I probably haven't watched it enough to get it. Do you but. remember Mary Mack? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. She, she really loved that show. She'd yep. be perfect for that show. The actually. Red Green show, you have to be rural to understand, I think. Is that still on? Yeah. No. Is it? I don't In know. Reruns, wow, they had 15 seasons. Okay. Yeah, Let's they see. Did. The Red Green show. 91 to 2006. 2006. Jeez. Okay. That's a but long they're time. still showing it, though. Yeah, they are. What about the Tom Green show? Oh, the they're Tom not Green showing show. that one anymore. That one, didn't, that one lasted about a year, didn't it, on MTV? Uh, no, it had... Eight seasons. What? Oh, really? Wow. It no had way. three oh, on Rogers 22, whatever the hell that Andy. is. And then two on the Comedy Network, and then three on MTV. Andy, MTV. will you watch StreamYard in case this journalist that I found decides to come on? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Michael Yon. Well, we have a guest. Rick, yeah, Rick, I know, Rick but Lindy's going to be on. I, 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 I gave him a direct message and asked him if he could come on at <clears throat> 1 Eastern noon Central. noon Central. So it, just watch for it, it just in case. Did you ever hear the on. Wayne and Schuster show? Wayne and Schuster? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Wayne and Schuster. Canadian comedy show. <clears throat> yeah, it was from, profe- they were active professionals from the early 40s until the late 80s. What? Yep. yep. All right, did we got our guest, Andy? No, I don't think no. so. Not yet. Oh, we don't have him yet. I don't okay. Think so. Oh, I thought so. you said that he was on. No, I think I know, there's a lo- on it. Oh, there's so there's so much content now with streaming. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Honestly, it's a lot of funny stuff because you can't find anything that's new that's funny. Is there no. any new show that's funny? New show oh, that's funny. Abbott Elementary's funny. Yeah, that's true. That's a What's good show. What's that? Uh, <clears throat> that's a show about an inner city school. Um, it's on. CBS? ABC. ABC. Oh, okay. It's on wow. ABC. It's actually, it's actually really good. It's a very, very it good? good. Yeah. And you would okay. recognize, I don't know any of their names because I haven't yeah. paid any attention, but um, you would recognize a lot of the a What's lot it of called? Actors. Abbott Elementary. Kristen Burt told us about this. She okay. kept on telling us to watch it, and we never did. And then we started watching it, and it is very funny. It's Once again, it's one of those that you kind of got to watch a few episodes just to get. It's a mockumentary. A mockumentary. All Maki. Yeah, the woman that plays the principal sang the black national anthem at the uh, the giant football game that everybody watches. Super Bowl. Super the giant football <laughs> game. Another one. That big one. That one. I'm a little. Have. I'm a little tired today. I just drove across the country for four days, so mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, the the faces look familiar. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anybody's name because I hardly ever know any actors or actresses' names. But I've the the woman that plays the main teacher she's been in a ton of stuff mm-hmm. that's what's, uh what's her name uh wakita brunson yeah is, is that yeah, yeah. She's, yep. a, she's really good Wakita. she's very very good yeah orlando jones is in it yeah he's an interesting guy he's played all sorts of different people and stuff all right i just got a text message from a listener joe 
Joe, yes. It says Tuesday, numb nuts. What does that mean? What's Tuesday? Just says Tuesday, numb nuts. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What that I means. don't know. Who knows? Unless he wasn't texting me, but it looked like he was. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Who knows? Man, I don't think Jude's going to wake up till Saturday from this road trip. <laughs> He's asleep again. Uh, what the hell? I don't know why sitting on your ass driving is so exhausting. A lot of excitement looking out the window, I suppose, uh, maybe. Or did he well, not do that Well, even for me, I'm a, but you're constantly having to negotiate all of these, you know, drivers that are kind some are going 90, some are going 60. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of negotiating. You can never just put your cruise control on and relax. I, on Saturday, I thought, I'm not going to have any traffic on Saturday. I was driving from Atlanta up to someplace called Danville. Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. Mm-hmm. And it, this world is packed. Yep. Oh, it it's is. It's packed oh, yeah. full of cars all the time. There was yep. one stretch of road that I kind of called the Penny, Penny Ryle Parkway. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was brand new. I don't think it's, I, I, I don't know how I ended up on that thing, but it was, oh, my God. There's nobody on this road. Wow. This is so nice. Can you imagine what it's like in the Eastern Hemisphere driving? No. Yeah. No. Oh God, Seven and a half horrible. billion people in one yeah. hemisphere? Yeah. Little, little cars that are like this, you yeah, know, like exactly. that, like matchboxes. Well, exactly. it used to be you could go out at like three in the morning or two in the morning and be by yourself no, on the roads. never. There's, there's always so, people on no, the road. There's here, so right? many yeah. trucks. Oh, there's lots of trucks. Yeah. It's so amazing how many trucks are running around this United States of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they make it hard to be a trucker. They get they oh, have yeah. extra taxes. They've got extra rules. They've got all this other stuff. It's like I'm pretty sure we need a lot of trucks because they're delivering stuff well, to somebody. Aren't they? Are, isn't there less riding. trains now? I think it's part of that's less train. I think there's I less. We wanted with, more trains yeah, because I, they were they're busy crashing. Well, yeah. that's true. They're de- derailing all over the place. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have Rick on the phone. Magnificent. I think it's Rick Lindy's fault that so many trains are crashing right now. What do you think, Rick? <laughs> well, as much as I love trains, I don't think I would crash them. But, uh, well, I'm glad to hear that. There's a lot of good songs about trains, though. There are lots of good songs about trains, no question about that. Rick Lindy, ladies and gentlemen, this Thursday, April 27th, Rick Lindy's salute to Roy Orbison. God, is love there, Roy Orbison. I know. Is there anybody better to salute than Roy Orbison? I mean, we love him. Uh, the show with Rick Lindy and the Wild Ones Band of Minnesota. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. What was that? It's Michael. Michael's over there yammering. Uh, um, anyway, at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake, Minnesota. That's a great venue, by the way, Rick. You've, you've played that several times, haven't you? Actually, this is the first time I'm playing it. Uh, I was invited to come out there for the show, and uh, another friend of mine had done a show uh, a couple weeks back oh. the Rat Pack. <clears throat> And uh, but I've I've definitely performed in Minnesota before. I've been to the Minnesota State Fair uh, some years back, and also uh, a few venues in the Twin Cities. One of them being Bunkers oh, some sure. years back. <clears throat> oh yeah, Bunkers, man. That that was around. So where do, where are you uh, where are you living now, Rick? I actually live just outside of Chicago. That's where I've always lived, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, thankfully we've. We've been able to bring uh, this Roy Orbison show uh, last fall to Texas, uh, to a couple of theaters there, Granbury, Texas, and uh, Fredericksburg, and we're going to be doing that again this fall. We've been invited back to go uh, to those shows. We were fortunate enough to have uh, a couple of sold-out shows. Uh, we, We did the show here in Illinois at the Metropolis Theater last November, and we sold out for that show. Nice. It was very nice. Rick, is there anybody, uh, I mean, I just want to, do you remember the first time you ever saw Roy Orbison perform? Well, uh, ironically enough, I was in a band called Big Guitars from Memphis, and just before I got in the band, uh, they actually opened up for Roy Orbison just before he oh, passed away. God. Oh, wow. Like, oh, man, how come I couldn't have been in the band at that time? Yeah. Roy. Uh, I didn't, unfortunately, get to meet Roy. I did get to meet Johnny Cash twice in my life, which, oh, yeah. was, which was really awesome. And, and they were best friends, by the way. I don't know yep. if you do that. Roy Orbison is about as good as it gets. I just love the fact that if if Roy had an emotion about a song, you knew it because it was right there in his voice. It was amazing. It really was, and and being a Texan himself uh, from Wink, Texas, a very small oil town, grew up very poor, uh, but he had that magnificent voice, and uh, he actually met Johnny Cash at it. Johnny Cash was coming through, and he was on Sun Records at the time, Mm -hmm. about 1955, and after the show, Roy talked to him. He said, how do I get an audition at Sun? He said, well, that's easy. Tell him Johnny Cash said you. <laughs> Johnny Cash said you. That'll do it. And unfortunately, Sam Phillips picked up the phone. He's uh, when Roy called. He says, um, "Roy said 
Johnny Cash told me to call you, Mr. Phillips, for an audition. He said, Johnny Cash doesn't run my record <laughs> company, and he hung up on Roy. Wow. So that was his first introduction to the music business. Wow. Uh, but being the savvy guy that Roy was, he uh, contacted um, Norman Petty over at uh, a studio in Clovis, New Mexico. And that was the uh, producer of all the Buddy Holly records. Mm. So he was able to uh, record a song called Ubi Doobie there, and uh, he sent it to uh, Sam Phillips, and it had been played on the radio. Sam liked it, and he said, okay, now you can come over, because he really liked his voice. (laughs) But he was only at Sun for a little less than a year, uh, because they couldn't find the right types of songs for him, so... Uh, he ended up going to Monument Records, and that's when he made all the hits uh, in the very early 60s. In 1959, he actually uh, was trying to release Only the Lonely, and he pitched it to Elvis. Elvis turned it down. Wow. Really? And the wow. brothers turned it down, too. And uh, so Roy said, well, I guess i got to record it myself. And then he made it in the top ten, I believe, if not number one at one point. That would be a real different song with Elvis. Oh, God, yeah. Only the Lonely. Yeah. Only yeah. the Lonely, man. Did, or the Everly Brothers. That would have been really different. Did yeah. Elvis ever do the song? Later? No, he didn't. But you know what? Elvis um, considered Roy Orbison his favorite vocalist. And uh, they did meet a couple <laughs> of times, and he had him over at Graceland. Hmm. There's actually one photo that was recently discovered of the, of the two together sitting on the couch at Graceland. Really? Jeez. Yeah, which is uh, a new discovery. It hadn't been discovered in a long time. So, Rick, I have to ask you a question about about being in the business. And a matter of fact, the reason it popped in my head just now because I was talking to uh, a friend about stand-up comedians because on the show, I've been doing radio for 52 years now, just did a morning show for 37 years, and now I'm on digital where I belong, thank God. But... Uh, you can say this about comedians. There's a reason they're as funny as they are. It didn't just happen. They didn't learn how to be funny. Things that happened in their lives made them funny. No doubt about that. Um, well, as an example, Brent Butt is a guy we're talking about. B-U-T-T. It's his real last name. He is one of the funniest Canadian men I've ever met in my, or not met but ever watched in my life. And there's a reason he's funny because his last name is really Butt. So he had to be funny as a kid, right? <laughs> I mean, he did. Is it the same with a guy like Roy Orbison? Did he suffer mightily to be that mournfully sad singing? Well, actually, uh, growing up in in uh, Wink, Texas, which is a impoverished town, it actually says in his book that uh, they were so poor that his dad made a house out of a giant uh, tin oil drum. Oh, wow. Geez. That must have been a pretty big oil drum. Not to mention toxic. Or a small family. <laughs> Little toxic. If there was an oil in it, they could definitely have lived a lot larger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but, Rick, uh, he, not to interrupt, but you mentioned how he got into the music business was uh, they discovered that Roy had musical ability. And they wanted him to play something, so they got him a guitar, and he started singing, and Basically started his own band in high school. It was called the Wink Westerners. They were playing country. And uh, once they started playing country, Elvis became very popular. So they thought, well, we need to make it rock and roll. So they called themselves the Teen Kings. 
Oh, yeah. Four songs. And uh, they went to a venue and they continued to play the same four songs, but the kids didn't care. They kept dancing to it. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Rick, do you think that it is necessary if, uh, you know, whatever, if you're in the music business, the comedy business, television, radio, do you think your background has to, has to be there for, you can't just walk on the set and go, you know what, I'm going to be in a band now and I'm going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. Things had to have happened, don't you think, in your life? You couldn't have lived the Wally Cleaver life and been a really funny guy or a really, you know, great musician, probably. Probably not. Uh, I was lucky enough to have very supportive parents that were both artists. And uh, my dad was a musician and was in a band. And they always made me perform for people that came over. I played piano. I played organ. Started playing the guitar at 10 years old. And uh, my guitar teacher had noticed because she said, you have to sing and play the guitar if you're going to take lessons from me. And when I started singing, she says, oh, my God, you have such a great voice. And so did the choir teacher at school. So I was uh, <laughs> I was happy that somebody noticed that I had a good voice, but still very shy. It wasn't until uh, probably high school I started getting into plays and doing musical theater senior year of high school. The other three years were kind of insignificant. I had lost my dad when I was 12. He passed away uh, suddenly. And it really kind of took life by storm. I had my good buddy who's uh, out in Minnesota now, uh, Dave Schrader, that I grew up with. And he was actually first person extremely encouraging for me to take it to the next level with music. Really? Hmm. Yes, I would I would play guitar and sing in my bedroom. Uh, when he would stay overnight and stuff, we would hang out and listen to records, and we were always both into music, and I started playing. He's like, you know what? You really have a great voice. You, you should do something. So what he did was he called a country western venue in uh, Chicago called Nashville North. It's no longer there, but uh, it was very popular and... Various artists performed there. Actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, Garth Brooks got his start there. Wow. Hmm. Came through town. So did uh, Clint Black. Really? Big names, uh, yeah. I started going there on Thursday night. Dave called up the place and said, do you have a talent night? They said, yeah, on Thursday. So he said, you're going there. And he kind of packed the joint with a bunch of my friends. (laughs) Wow. It was February of 1986. I started playing. I was nervous wreck. I played a Hank Williams song first. And kind of kicked the doors down. I started my own band that year. And uh, and I I went to art school. I'm an artist, too, a painting and drawing type of artist. And uh, as soon as I graduated, I was going to join the the Marines in Desert Storm. Being the only son and having three older sisters and the youngest, my Mom was not a, really for me joining the military since there was a war at the time. And uh, she handed me a newspaper and it said, traveling band looking for uh, vocalist and guitarist, male, you know, male. So I tried out. It turned out to be the Serendipity Singers. So oh, I got yeah. to be in that band that was on the road for a couple of years living on a bus. What a great story that. Now, Rick, I, yeah. I do want to go back one time, and I, I promise this will be the last question I have about that. Do you think the fact that you lost your father early also drove you to perform on stage? 
It could because there is a lot of emotion. I've, I've written <clears throat> right. a lot of poetry. Yep. And uh, as a matter of fact, um, different male friends of mine would say, "Hey, I got a card here. Can you write something to my girlfriend in here that's romantic?" <laughs> poetry in there for them. There you go. And most of the time, at that age, I was, I was so afraid to even ask a girl out. Uh, I just was a pretty shy person, and uh, you know, so usually I'd like be the guy that drove my friends, girlfriends home, and and then when they started talking to me, like you're such a nice guy, I got to set you up with somebody, and uh, that's you know, sort of how it started with writing songs was poetry, I believe first, and it came from a a place with a lot of emotion. So you're you're absolutely right on target with that. Yeah, I, it's always something, Rick. I've discovered that over the years, and, and I didn't even remember doing this, but I the reason I ended up in radio 52 years ago, and I didn't realize that until about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, that the only time my father ever paid attention to me, I would stand in front of the TV and, and do stand-up as a seven-year-old boy. Of oh, course, wow. every joke I told was stolen. But, <laughs> you know, I would, but I literally just to engage him and try to make him happy and laugh. I would tell him jokes, and that was the my entire relationship with my father. And I guess it impressed it, it, it popped into my brain. Well, if you're going to get people to like you, you're going to have to go on stage, go on the radio, go on TV, and tell jokes. I guess, right? That's that's true. And you know what? My daughter is seven, going on eight. She's going to have a birthday this week. And she does the same thing. She's been telling me jokes. And I'm like, (laughs) thinking maybe now I might have a comedian on my head. You might. Absolutely, Rick. You're absolutely right about that. Do you just love it? I mean, first of all, I should tell you, have you ever ever been to the Minnesota Horse and Hunt uh, Club? I haven't. And, you know, I'm very excited to because uh, I really enjoy that woodsy outdoor yep. field. And we play a place in Illinois called White Pine State Park and also Starved Rock, uh, which are a little bit more touristy than the hunt club looks like. But um, I got to say the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club really looks like a, a really cool place. We're it really is. looking that forward to it, the whole band tonight. North of the cities or south? Prior Lake. Prior, oh, it's in Prior Lake. <clears throat> yeah, it's a really, really nice. Rick, you're going to really like it. Yep. There's no question. Um, you find also the audiences now because of COVID and all the rest of it, Rick, they can get out and see you guys play. Are they much more appreciative of it? They're much more ready with the, the clapping and the cheering and all that stuff now that they can get out of their house and go see a show again. I think so. You know, during COVID, uh, I was very fortunate because I have a really great fan base here in Chicago. I've been performing for 37 years now, so it's a long time. And uh, thankfully, during COVID, venues would call me and say, you want to do a parking lot show? Bring your your fans out here. This was a, three months after the initial pandemic started, which I believe was in March of 2020, around St. Patrick's Day, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we started doing streamlined shows uh I, I, if you remember FDR's Fireside Chat, I started mm-hmm. a thing called Fireside Serenade, and it was on Facebook, and people could see the live feed, and what they did was they tipped us through PayPal, and it was just a duo show, me and uh, my lead guitarist, and we would do this 
And it was a way for people to go, wow, you know, I really miss music. Next thing you know, they started ordering CDs and T-shirts. Nice. And people were so supportive of trying to keep me employed at doing music. <laughs> that we, we would do these shows, and definitely now, though you're correct, I think that people are a little bit more interested in going to see live music. Just did a show yesterday uh, at the Des Plaines Theater in uh, Des Plaines, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. or St. Jude. So it was a benefit for St. Jude with uh, about a dozen different acts. And we got to kick off that show uh, yesterday. It was really phenomenal being able to do that for the children uh, was the main reason for me. The only thing I really like about Roy Orbison, Rick, is that his songs are about, you know, romance and love and being stricken uh, by a certain woman's appearance or whatever it is. But what I always liked about Roy was at the beginning of the song, he wasn't so sure he was going to fit in. I mean, pretty woman walking down the street. Can I even talk to her? You got running scared. Why are you running scared? Because he's worried about will she talk to you? I mean, what I love about his music, he, he wants, he is attracted to somebody, but he doesn't know if he's quite good enough to fit in there. I love those songs. They're wonderful songs. Well, they are. And you know what? I think every guy, especially when you're growing up, you know, you don't know. Not everybody has that charisma and confidence in themselves to be able to approach anyone. And hearing those songs, you say, you know what? I'm not alone, but hey, at the end of Pretty Woman, he does get the girl. He does. <laughs> so it gives everybody some hope. But so a lot of those songs, he wrote only The Lonely in a Car, believe it or not. Cause it, I guess there just wasn't enough room in that oil tank to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said he wrote it in the car because there's no room in the house. And he said it was a lonely place. And then as time went on, he met a woman by the name of Claudette that he married first. That was his first love, and he and he married her, and he wrote a song called Claudette, which he actually pitched to the Everly Brothers, and they were doing a show in Indiana, of all places, and Roy drove from Texas to Indiana to meet them, and he wrote the lyrics on a shoebox, and they sang God. that day. And, uh, you know, in harmony, they sang the Claudette song. They had a hit with it. No, they didn't realize Roy was this poor. He was making meals with fried dough like Bizquick mm. uh, and things with his wife, so they didn't have a lot of money. And uh, later on, when he did make some money and they did have children together, uh, they did unfortunately separate and they were divorcing because Claudette had actually cheated on Roy. Oh, which is really sad. And, uh, oh, that's you know, terrible. He, he wanted a divorce, so they did divorce. However, they got back together, and in uh, June of 1966, they both had their own motorcycles. They were motorcycling in Tennessee, and she was just ahead of him, and she got struck by a car. Oh, oh Died on the spot. Oh, wow. God. And uh, so he was so devastated, and he, he went on a tour to Europe. He actually... Um, did a couple of tours with the Beatles prior to 1966. So he had a big audience in England and all these different places in Europe, more so than even in the United States. And to make matters worse, 
Uh, Roy, after his wife died, he had uh, three sons. And while he was in Europe, he was telling his manager how he got this house right next door to Johnny Cash in Henderson, Tennessee. And in the walls, these waterfalls. And the manager told him, he says, well, gosh, I guess if your house ever started on fire, you wouldn't have to worry because you got the waterfalls. You just turn them on. Well, he didn't realize at that particular moment, uh, two of the sons had been left with the grandparents. They were playing with matches and started the oh, house on fire. God. Those two boys died in that fire. Wow. Roy not only lost his wife in 66, I think it was 68 and 69, that he lost two of his sons. So imagine wow. how devastation brought, uh, talk about bringing them into songs and writing them. No wonder those songs were so dark, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> God, imagine living that life that he lived. Jesus. <laughs> and he was he literally was nearly blind, was he not? You know, a lot of people think that he was because of the thick glasses, but how that all came about was he was actually going to Europe to open up for the Beatles, believe it or not. And uh, on the way, he had forgotten his main pair of glasses. Now, he couldn't see well, that's for sure, because he had the pop bottle style glasses. <laughs> right, right. But he lost his regular ones, so he was forced to use his prescription sunglasses on stage. Okay. Otherwise, he said if he wouldn't have worn them out, he could have walked off the stage, literally. Uh, but he wore those on, and being that they took all these photos of him on tour with the dark shades, it became his shtick, his image. Uh, so he, he could always see? Not, I don't think he could well, see well. Well, he had well. poor eyesight, but yeah. he yeah. wasn't blind. Huh. I, I always thought he was blind. I think he was, was pretty close. Okay. I do think he was pretty close to being. So I was wondering about the motorcycle. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there is. Although Ray yeah, Charles had a motorcycle. I was struck oh, by the truck. Did you know that, Rick, that, uh, that uh, who the hell did I just mention? Ray know? Charles. Ray Charles actually had a motorcycle that was well, tethered to a rod that would go around in a circle. So he would just sit on the motorcycle and it would go around in a circle. Sounds like we're going to drive someone nuts, actually. But. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Ray Charles. Nah, what, a, what a guy he was, too. And Oh, God. You know. Musicians from the past. That's why I, I love doing, not only do we do the Roy Orbison show, we do a Jukebox Legends show, uh, which we love to do. And, and that's doing some of the music of Johnny Cash, Elvis, Roy, of course, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the Beatles. And people like that. Uh, this particular show is definitely the Roy Orbison show. We may do a couple of other artists in there just uh, to tie in different stories. There's always backstories in history on stage during the Roy Orbison tribute show. And, and by the way, it's only a musical tribute, so I'm not dying. I'm a blonde, so I'm not going to dye my hair black. I'm not going to go out, thank God, right? Uh, or you know, wear a wig or something, or, you know, when we're doing Elvis, no jumpsuits, anything like that. It's all a musical salute with a bit of backstories and history to all the songs and different things about the artist. Do you wear sunglasses? I do. Sometimes I bring the sunglasses out as a, you know, just a little bit of flair to the sure. Roy Orbison. Sure. 
I think it's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, that is this Thursday, April 27th, Rick Lindy salute to Roy Orbison's show with Rick Lindy and the Wild Ones Band at Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club in Prior Lake, Minnesota. By the way, really, really good venue. You're going to like it down there. Uh, for tickets, bigtickets.com. I like that, big tickets. Who what, made that up? Will that have your, um, your schedule for all your shows nationwide? Uh, on not it? on big tickets, but you could go on thewildonesband.net. Thewildonesband.net. Or you could Google Rick Lindy. L-I-N-D-Y, and the schedule is one of the first things that comes up. But there's a lot of stuff that comes up, thankfully all musically related, no criminal charges or anything. Yay. Good. Good. Good for you. Good, Keep it clean. Right? Keep it clean. <laughs> Keeping it clean. So, yes, go out and see Rick Lindy, ladies and gentlemen, and the Wild Ones Band. It is this Thursday, 7.30, as a matter of fact, uh, matter of fact start time. Rick, thank you so much. Great stories. I love talking about the... How music that I loved as a little boy came to be. I love hearing those stories. Thank you so much. I really appreciate from the bottom of my heart, as do the rest of the band members, uh, Jason, Ben, and Tracy. We're all uh, looking forward to doing the show. We really appreciate you interviewing me and promoting this for us. Uh, it's, it's really, really appreciated, all of you. Well, it's great having you on, Rick. Come back soon, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Rick Lindy, ladies and gentlemen. It's interesting. I clicked on his on the ticket site, the mm -hmm. big tickets. And it's a similar shows. SpongeBob the Musical. No, <laughs> I don't of course. think so. I don't see 
<laughs> Ray Orbison and SpongeBob <laughs> like, being in the same yeah. category yeah. Well, at all. That. It's interesting because I was as I was driving back to Minnesota from Florida. There was a lot of spots where I couldn't get my uh, podcasts to work and all this stuff, and I, for, I kept forgetting to download them, so I had them queued up. And I, Anyway, so I was listening to um, – I bought a used, new used car down in Florida, and I drove it back up, and it's had Sirius still on the radio for six oh, yeah. months or something. Yep. It's I yep. don't know. I guess I didn't know that they program those into used cars, but mm-hmm. it's in there. So anyway, I was listening to um, – a 70s um, station, and they were bring- Casey Kasem was oh, still on there. Oh, yeah. They still are doing top oh, yeah. 10 from Casey American Kasem 40, or whatever yeah. it was. American I was top just, 40. And then there's this, oh gosh, I wish I could remember his name. Uh, it was a DJ out of Southern California. He's actually pretty terrible. But he <laughs> was talking about all the backgrounds of all of these songs that I forgot all about. Pablo Cruz. Was it Pablo Rick Cruz? No, no, it was nobody I ever heard of before. Oh, no, heard of mm-hmm. um, and talked yeah, about that song, Timothy, yeah. about that it was about cannibalism, which yeah. I never oh, yeah. knew. Yeah. I never knew. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would they sing about cannibalism? I thought and it was why about a boy in a well or something. No, it's about cannibalism. Huh. Timothy. We have uh, feedback. You're right to work. What, what is going on no, over there? I don't know. It Michael's just, it comes up. Michael's multitasking, apparently. No, I was, looking at, I was looking at Timothy. <laughs> Thomas so. Warhol thinks that Rick sounds like Michael Bryant. Yeah, Rick, that guy? <laughs> Apparently. Can you sing? No. Michael, no. Come on, belt no. out a tune. Not your alter ego. Go. I got eyes like Roy Orbison, but not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there <laughs> not you go. Yeah, me too. And God, then, what a sad life that guy yeah. had. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. That emotion comes from somewhere. That's, oh, yeah. People can claim all they want. Like he didn't even realize that hit, losing his father might have driven him to do what he does. Oh, yeah. I don't think he even realized that. Yeah. And then about an hour ago, we have some breaking news. What's oh. that? Tucker What's that? Carlson has left Fox News. No, he did. Really? Yep. Where did he go? It, he doesn't know yet. Hmm. Why did he leave Fox? He didn't like the lying. I didn't say. Does that mean all the people on CNN and Fox will resign because they all Don Lemon's out. Off? Don Lemon should be out. Oh, he's well, horrible. He's they're really so a liar. yeah. They're I don't know. I don't think these networks are going to live much longer. No, they're not. They All they do is lie on both of okay, them. Okay, well, I, is this because Disgusting. of this Dominion thing? Hey, he didn't that's say. He just said he's out. Likely. But what I'm sure. Says, yeah, I'm sure that's CNN what business, it was. Oh, according to CNN. I'm just, I'm just reading what's here. It's CNN business. I don't know. Yeah, so, well, it's still CNN. So I'd roll. No, oh, that's I mean, really interesting. because that, that was... litigation, though. Well, no, not he? really. Yeah, it was, they used a lot of clips from him. Yeah, but he wasn't like... Part of it, I don't think. Did he well, testify? He didn't, he no, didn't, I'm talking about what they used for on before. air. Well, I don't know who yeah. their oh. sources were. That would be where you'd have to look. Well, but they settled it before any any litigation, or I, I suppose it was filed, but they settled it so right. nobody had to testify to anything. He, he or was set to be one fault. of Dominion's first witnesses to testify at the trial. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was his private text messages, which they were using. See, all the, the talking heads are leaving. Uh, I don't know who's going to keep watching. I mean, no one's going to watch Fox News at this point. It's horrible. Tucker was the only guy that got any uh, well, Hannity any still got ratings. Hannity's got okay ratings, and so does uh, Gutfeld. Gutfeld has a pretty and bo- what's the woman? What what's her name? Laura in- Ingram. Ingram. Laura, Laura Ingram. I think she yeah. has decent ratings. Laura Ingram. Oh, is she on Fox News? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I. 
I really think the age of that sort of 24-hour media cycle is coming to an end, I thank think you're God. Right. Well, yeah, you know, right. I, I won't be sad to see it go because all it did was divide people. Yep. Yeah. Both of them, all of them. And everything was about you're right, I'm wrong, and you can't even look at me or else you're a bigot or something Mm -hmm. or whatever. It was just ridiculous. I didn't know Bongino's show got shut down last week. I didn't either. Did it? Bongino? Last last week was the last one that went off the air. They pulled it. He's like one of the only guys that told the truth. Huh. What was he on? Oh, he was that also was on Fox, Fox News. Yeah. So he left too. Yeah, they're yeah, Fox all. Oh, maybe they're all starting their own network. Or I'm something. sure they will. They'll all. I mean, they'll all do a someone digital like show. Tucker. Yeah, he can just do his own podcast yeah. and he'll make tons of money. Well, he's already got tons of money. So he's what, already got plenty. Yeah. What happened to Don Lemon? Why'd they get rid of him? Because he's horrible. He's really bad. I think everyone on Earth hates him at this point. Well, he's a very hateable guy. Most yes, of these guys are. Is. He was uh, Don Lemon was fired. So Tucker they left. They fired him today? Um, yeah, Tom, Don Lemon says he's been fired by CNN. This is well, 20 minutes really? ago. He was, he was demoted to that another show off of primetime because yes. of what he said about um, women being past their prime yeah. after 30 or something. And he said some misogynistic stuff. <clears throat> and so he got what he sows. Yeah, I and agree. I you know agree that's with you. karma, honey. I like and how he could be racist as he wanted; nothing happened. But say something bad about women, all of a sudden he's out. Well, that's just mm. generally not true. But um, it's CNN, it is. Anyway, so yeah, so he got demoted, and then I don't know. I think I, he pro- he was in a really crappy time slot, so he probably didn't get any viewership and he probably had a huge salary and they've been cutting and cutting and cutting it at cnn for a long time they don't have any money yeah they're pretty broke yeah they are now they're not Mm -hmm. they just don't have ratings anymore i have a question for everybody sure how does anyone think that greg gutfeld is funny I don't know. He's I've not funny. I know one person that really likes him i don't know you know one person one person who i'm not telling you off the aerial yeah, I'll tell you. <clears throat> but seriously, he's oh, not he's the funny. five guy, right? Yeah, he's the guy on the five. Yeah, he's not funny. Melissa's in the least. brother used to watch the five, so like a few years ago. Oh, they don't yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't know why. I never really thought it was that funny. No. Oh, well, he watched no. for that girl. He thought she was hot. <laughs> oh, cat. Cat Timpf. Cat and I don't Timpf, think yeah. she's on it anymore. Oh, is, well, that might be is. why. Once in a while, she I don't is, know where she went or what she's doing, but I don't think she's on it anymore. No, she's on Gutfeld. <laughs> oh, is she? Well, she, she's not on the five, but is there the five anymore? Yeah, I it's still know. on. So Gutfeld does it's both terrible. the five and Gutfeld? I guess so. I think, yes, he does. Huh. And he's horrible. Even though they're the same thing? I don't watch them, so I don't know. The five. But back to music. Um, you know that song, uh, some one leg egg, egg to fry, something one less man what? to pick up after. No more laughter, no more. I know love. the song you're talking What's about. What's the yeah. name? I don't know. That was the Fifth Dimension. Yeah. I did not know that. That was Marilyn McCoo. Marilyn McCoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has an amazing voice. Oh, you forget she's a great at how great those people she's were before synthesizers <clears throat> and yep. computers. It was called One Less Bell to Answer. One Less Bell to Answer. That was, Her voice on that is just oh, she's wonderful. A and a nice person. Because I started out with this coffee house thing, and there was Harry Styles, who I usually like some of his stuff, but it was a duet with some woman. She sings like this, boopy, 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 boop, boop, boop. And I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> I know. 100% horrible and i think this woman that sings like that is a big thing and i was just like then after listening to the 70s music 
I was like, what a difference in just raw talent. That I mean, you had to be amazingly good because you couldn't have a computer fix your voice. Yeah. Nope. And then. And it wasn't all about style and what you look like and what your politics are. Well, and actually, during that time, they were using other people's voices for people too. In the seventies. Well, the, it was more sixties, but early seventies, you still saw some of that where they were they were stealing other people's voices. They had background singers that would sing because that that's where what they talked about. What do you mean, like? Digitally or what? No, not di- digitally, but, oh. but when they showed it, it or when the song came out, they'd say it was from certain singers, but it Are wouldn't be. Are you talking be about Millie Vanilli? No, no, no. That, that, was, was, a, that, that was a famous one. Yeah. It, was, it was later, but that was a famous one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about when, uh, like they talk about in that, uh, what, One Step from the Front Row or whatever that documentary is called, where they where the the one. background singers that, that didn't get credit for all the singing that oh. they did. Was, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was an interesting time. Well, they, yeah, they were stealing a lot of money from each other, yeah. and there was a lot of, yeah, uh, dirty tricks going mm-hmm. on back then, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just, I was just struck at how amazing some of those singers' voices were. No, their voices were amazing. And I mean, then all this Barry Manilow stuff would come out, and I was like, all of the, <laughs> I mean, the mix was still sort of some doo-wop-y sort of stuff, and then there was like Barry Manilow and the Beatles and all this stuff in the 70s. It was just, it was such a wild range of artists and just different kinds of genres going sure. on back then. Now there's really not that many genres of music. Well, it's, it's different because radio is so different. And, yeah. and you don't have, like you don't buy albums the way you used no. to and you don't have releases the way no, you, you used to. No, you download a song. Yeah, MTV, you know, you don't have TV that exists the way it did. Right. You know, from time. So it's a whole different environment completely. You know, yeah. you probably have the same mix out there. You just don't, can't hear it in the same way. Yeah, you know? well, you're talking about, you know, today's artists, they're, they're just putting down a beat. Right. And then they build a song around it. And like I said, the computers and everything kind of just make it, they, it kind of, I don't really feel like, other than Adele and um, Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. uh, and what's the one that died who had a an amazing voice. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Amy, she Amy had Winehouse. a great voice. There's not very many people that have that soul that can come through and like make you tear up for a song. Gotta you know believe I mean? they're out there. We just don't hear well, them. Well, you just can't. You know? Yeah, because they show up on voice. The well, voice every, every once in a while, or um, America's Got um, Talent. Every once in a while, we'll get a voice that's amazing. The way because didn't Adele kind of come out of that originally? Or I don't think that, she was on the Voice. Uh, well, I, I I don't mean that it was the Voice, but didn't wasn't the first start of her something like that? That that's how they found that she had such an amazing voice. I do some, not know. Yeah. Adele. Yeah, We're just Adele. talking about the, the you know the sheer <clears throat> talent of a, of a lot of artists back in the 70s. They had such amazing voices. It wasn't run by synthesizers. And, much and, more emotional, that's why. Yeah, that's what we were talking about is today, who could you say is a, like a Marilyn McCoo? Yeah. Adele, maybe. Well, Lady I mean, Gaga actually has a beautiful voice, but she's yeah. so gimmicky and weird with everything. Gimmicky. And that's the other thing. You have to be this quirky, weird person to get attention Aguilera these has days. an amazing voice. I mean, yeah, she does. She, she's got a really strong voice. Katy Perry's shown some at times. Katy Perry, I think, is she's pretty underrated. <clears throat> yeah. I Who think are the two solo artists? Black women, both. They're really phenomenal. And they, one hasn't toured now in like 20 two years. Black, 
It hasn't toured in 20 years. Nominal so singers, both of them. Well, here's the real about. question is, how come there are so few Greek singers? <laughs> yes. Oh, here we must have a Greek coming <laughs> Can on. Can you even name one? A Greek singer. Uh, but was it, there was a guy, wasn't there, the, um, I'm trying to think, uh, wasn't there a guy that uh, was Greek that was... Uh, a sponge diver? Like, no, not no. a sponge diver. <laughs> but that was either a singer or mu- musician. Um, Are you thinking of Yanni? Maybe Yanni. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Are you of. thinking yeah. of Yanni? Yeah. Yanni, the pan flute did guy? He, yeah, didn't he play a flute or something? No, Yanni played. Didn't did he a play saxophone? The flute? Oh, you're thinking of the guy play, from here. What did Yanni play? I don't, I don't know. know. The guy from here is Some the guy who plays. He's like the Greek John flute. Tesh. I'm yeah. not sure exactly what he did. Yanni. The Greek John Tesh. There's a compliment. <laughs> How do you Isn't spell pan- Yanni? I think it's white, isn't it? Y a n n i. N n i. Yeah. Oh, okay. There he played it is. Good, according to the, he was a keyboardist. Keyboardist. Yeah. Oh. But th- wasn't the pan flute guy Greek too? Yep. The yep. pan flute <laughs> yeah. guy. Pan the master of the pan flute. Master of the Google pan flute guy. There's a Romanian named George Zamfir. No, oh, Zamfir. Zamfir. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, who it is. Romanian. Very good, Andy. Master of Romanian the... Greek, you know. You don't remember Whatever. the commercials for the master the of the pan flute? So, oh. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking of Anita Baker. That's who I was thinking. Oh, oh, she's amazing. What she is amazing. Flack, yeah. Amazing. What yep, a... that's right. Zamfir, the master of the pan flute. <laughs> I wonder how many people have played the pan flute in the past, you know, 500 years. Zamfir, there's Kostaki, and who else? <laughs> Kostaki Economopolis joins us, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, Kostaki? I'm good, guys. How are you? It's been a minute. Nice Mag- to talk yeah, to it's you. been a while, yeah. Magnificent having you on. Uh, and we still, Rogers still doesn't have a team yet, does he? Officially? Who's that? Uh, Rodgers from the Packers. Not officially, no, because uh, they want a first-round no. draft choice, and they, nobody wants to give them a first-round draft uh, choice. Right. <clears throat> he's, he's keeping more New York New Yorkers waiting than the subway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a the shot? First joke. That's yeah, my first joke, he says. Okay. <laughs> Check. Glad I could set that weekend. up, Kostaki. I'm, I'm yeah. going. I'm going. My brother and I are going to Kansas City. Oh, are you? Yeah, you're going to drink beers and watch the draft and play poker and hang out. Eat do, you, uh, do you eat barbecue? We are. Why, yeah, we certainly will in Kansas City. Arthur yeah. Bryant's. Go yeah, Arthur, Arthur Bryant's. Bryant's. Yep. yep. Arthur Bryant's? Okay. Phenomenal. That is a great place. So you'll be able to watch Georgia players get drafted, huh? That's what we do. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. We might we might break a record for a two-year two year drafting. Yeah. I think they have to hit 10 this year to, to break the record. Does Man. Arthur Bryant seek short ribs for the hungry? What? 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 Seeking short ribs for the hungry. <laughs> I'm no. <Sean> Bryant. <laughs> no. What song no. is that? Arthur no, Bryant. that's I think a. Andy's just making a, stuff up. He's just he's, he's riffing off our jingle. So. Yeah, Mike's uh, <laughs> motto is seeking justice for the injured. Yep. Seeking justice oh, okay. for the If you don't live in Minnesota, you probably don't know that. Mm. No, Maybe I don't know that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. <laughs> uh, what? What? ADD Monday. I, mm-hmm. Now, I have pledged to do this joke every every year for the draft, So, and I'm a man of my word, so here we go. Uh, the NFL draft has been held annually since 1936, like Jimmy Carter's penis. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Happy birthday. What is he, 100 now? 
Yeah, he's, he's about 100. He is, he's literally like Isn't 97, he 98. Didn't he, he die? Croak. No, Can he's he just, alive. Oh. And he's, he's 98. Oh, he's, on, he's in hospice. He's in yeah. hospice, yeah. yeah. He's not going to be alive a whole lot longer. Right. He might make it to 99 October 1st, but I don't know. So yeah. One president I always want to talk to, because even though he's not a great president, he's a wonderful man. Yes, he does seem to be a nice Right. Guy. He definitely set the standard for post-presidential efforts. Mm-hmm. At exactly. No question about it. And by the way, there's never been a good president, so I want to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You avoid any uh, partisan care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. nuts as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> all in it for the money. Uh, there's a lot of great tight ends in this class, which is something you could say when you're a, when you're a college football draft analyst, but not a college professor. No, no. what a good tight end. <laughs> yeah, what a good tight ends. An ur- set up an Urban Meyer joke. Yeah, Ooh, Urban right. Ma- Ooh, yeah, there you go. Good example. <laughs> here's, a, here's a joke from 1972. A lot of buzz about Anthony Richardson, who uh, blew up the combine. He broke the quarterback record for the broad oh, jump. Yep. Eight broads. All right. <laughs> oh, God. You're, you're wow. disgusting. Let me just say that. Absolutely disgusting. I'm very upset. The Colts are looking for a quarterback. This is the 25th anniversary of the Colts picking Peyton Manning first wow. overall. Oh, 20, 25 years 25 ago? 25 years ago. Wow. I know. Wow. Ahead of Ryan Leaf. Remember that was? Oh, yeah. yeah that was the and he went to San Diego, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Not so good for San Diego. No. Mm -hmm. At this point, Colts just suck for three more years until Arch Manning is ready to come out of college. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Another one. March to the bottom of the division. You suck for luck. It's time to march for Arch. Right? March for Arch. Where's Andrew Luck's kid? He'll be great for six years, then quit right before a season. Hmm. He should be available soon. Yeah, what was that all about? He just got tired of being hit. He just said, I'm just not doing it decided, anymore. decided, I don't want to be hit had, anymore. He had some health issues. But the timing was brutal for yeah, the team. Yeah, it was. Goodness yeah. gracious. So, Bryce you? Young is the presumed overall number one pick. He's mm-hmm. 5'10". Really? Huh. My daughter is taller than that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that's true. She sucks at football, but she could throw me into a bad mood. You know what I'm saying? Good <laughs> 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 bum. How do you live with yourself? Yeah. She can't. Hold on, there's a couple of these. She can't sidestep linebackers, but she can shirk some responsibility. Ah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she might she might never knock a quarterback out of the game, but she could seriously hurt his feelings. Mm. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> He's love, clapping for He's himself. Cla- giving himself Yay, a clap. Me. He's <laughs> clapping for himself. Did you no, hear that? I was clapping for your comment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was a nice try. <laughs> Uh, speaking of short, Oklahoma unveiled a statue of Kyler Murray last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually just a figure taken off of one of the vibrating football games. <laughs> oh, God, those Very, things. Mm, the most Very biggest strange. waste of time ever made. Of all uh, Those are fun. It was fun to play I, those games I as a kid. Well, sure, when you're like six years old. <laughs> I was yeah, older right. than that, I think, but I liked Steelers, playing it. Cowboys? Yeah, oh, bloomer. Awesome. And you'd fumble. You'd lose the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brother of Aaron Hernandez was arrested for throwing a brick at ESPN headquarters. Hmm. Uh, what? Yeah. Aaron Hernandez's brother threw a brick at ESPN headquarters. Still by a wide margin, huh. a good brother. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best, huh? Uh, a lot of quarterback news. Uh, Cam Newton's talking about a comeback. 
He says Again. there aren't 32 quarterbacks better than him right now. He's right. There are 62. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Baker Mayfield said he's not going to try to be Tom Brady. He said, I'm going to be me. All right. That's why the paychecks are going to be a lot yep. smaller. That's uh, a safe bet. <laughs> Tom Brady's a free agent mm-hmm. uh, and also not on any NFL teams. You see, he's a free agent in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the minority owner, as of about uh, three weeks ago, of the Las Vegas Aces. A minority owner. I'm not an expert in modern society or an accountant, but I'm pretty sure Tom Brady could easily buy outright anything I've never heard of. Las Vegas Aces. Anybody know what that is? I had to look it up. Is that that a price of $250? Is that an XFL team? uh... I'm guessing. WNBA team. Oh, Oh, a WNBA team. Okay. Okay. Which is, of course, the answer to the question, how can you make basketball less watchable? No dunking. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But good fundamentals, right? (laughs) Yes, I I presume so. They do. Uh, The Falcons coach said he expects Desmond Ritter to take the next step. Ugh, stupid (laughs) team. We're still waiting for Johnny Manziel to take the next step. It's been a decade. (laughs) Where did he go? Still hasn't completed 12 steps. Yeah. Oh, get it 12 steps as in. Bum, bum. Bum, 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 yes, bum, bum, bum. set some issues with the drinking and being a jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want my team to get Lamar Jackson. Why, why are they just sitting around on their hands? Yeah, Lamar's another one that's just, just mm-hmm. doing nothing. Yeah. He's available. He Go is. Yeah, he very much is. He's put himself out there. What's the problem with him? Uh, trying to put it together a deal that works, I think, is he the doesn't issue. have an agent, which is a weird choice to make in the modern world. Um, and he's also he's very stubborn about making the same amount of guaranteed money as uh, Deshaun Watson. So yep. he's presumably <clears throat> insisting on that, and we'll see what happens. Well, somebody's got to work out a deal with the Ravens, don't they? Because I don't think he's a free agent. He is a, um, or he's a restricted at best. It, it's yeah, it's that. It's the uh, oh god, my brain stopped working. It's the tag, but it's okay. the uh, it's the the one that sort of halvesies. He's allowed to he's allowed to uh, negotiate with other teams, and the Ravens are allowed to match whatever they land on. Hmm. So it's a yeah, it's like a restricted free agent. It's a it's the tag they give them. Okay, and so somebody's we'll got to give the Ravens something for it too. I thought. Because when they talked about the Vikings doing it, that was a trade they were looking mm-hmm. at. Yes. If, yeah. here's, what, here's what happens. If a, if, a team nego- if the Falcons negotiate with them and come up with X number of money and the Ravens decide they don't want to match it, the Falcons have to pay that money to the player and give up two first-round picks to the Ravens. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so it's a very steep price for mm-hmm. sure. But the Falcons have all the money in the world, and they have all the draft capital, and they desperately need a quarterback and a story and an identity and a chance. This is exactly why you get a player like that. Yeah. You but would sell all the jerseys. That's true. That that would that, be a good good town for him. And he, you're right. Yeah, that it's would be a, a good uh, product issue for them. And they've got the they've got the offense for him to work into. So right. you know. Where are they? But we where are they in the draft? Taylor Heineke instead. That's what yeah. we did. That's my team. Where are they in the draft? They're number nine. I number think. nine. So, the right before nine, the Patriots. Nine. Patriots, I think, are ten. They're ten. Yeah, they just missed the playoffs. So, 
They're 10. The Eagles are 10. The Patriots maybe 12 or 14 or something. No, I thought the Patriots were 10. Okay. Maybe. I've been wrong. I've no. Been, I've been listening to the Patriots radio, and like the fans are, oh, well, we should get the uh, the best defensive player. Well, that doesn't really fall to 10 usually, but or <laughs> yeah, into the teens, you yeah, know, exactly. wherever we are. <laughs> so that's not going to happen most likely. What are, you, what are you rooting for, Tom? What do you want for your purple boys? <laughs> My purple boys, well, let me let me just tell you a quick story, shall I? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Catherine and I were sitting in, uh, down at the Breakers having lunch one day. <laughs> Our friend Doug Dawson, nice Canadian boy from Toronto. And I look over a couple of tables, and I said, oh, look. It's, uh, and I can never remember Kirk his name. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I can Actually, never remember his name. Actually, you didn't say his name. You said that's the quarterback for the Vikings. Yeah, because I can never 14th. remember. 14th. 14th, there you go. Yeah. Well, don't let me interrupt. I'm just. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but in any Vikings case, are 23rd. 23rd. There you go. Um, so in any case, and I'm I, so I look over there and I'm like, that can't be him. He's too small. He's tiny. Uh. What are you talking about? He's, he's a tiny guy. <laughs> he doesn't guy. look what like he, a football player. He does not look anything like so, a football player. So of course player. Tom looks him up and shows me a picture of him, and I'm you like, that so. is Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> his uh. shoulders. His shoulders like a foot wide. Meanwhile, his build height guy. is 6'3", 210. There's no way he's 6'3". I no? just, he just, well, he was kind of slouched down in his chair. I don't think he's 6'3", three. he did, just did not, you know, I've seen football players in real life, and they're usually just gigantic guys. Well, quarterbacks usually aren't that big. No, they're But they're not. still bigger than normal. That's true. You know, they're yeah, not just like are. a well, I don't know, Tom Brady wasn't exactly around. enormous. Tom Brady was not big at all. How, how big was he? Tom Brady's normal uh, size, height. I think. I well, he's got to be at least six. Brady. Two to be able to. A, a quarterback needs to be tall, right? So he can see he over does. the players to throw the ball. He's right? just a jump high. I'm, <laughs> say, uh, Brady's 6'4". Yeah. Sure. yeah. Is he really? Yeah, 6'4". Yeah. Okay. Joe Montana wasn't very tall, though. Was no, he? he was not. Yeah, he was, he was a, I think. Fran Tarkin was 5'10", I know yeah. that. Fran Tarkin could. Could run though. Wow. He could run. Michael's on a uh, thread here over in his own little. <laughs> He's got world. his own world. His going. own little world. You know, next time you come in, you can't bring your phone. In. But anyway, I said. <laughs> He's got his phone the whole two hours. So I said, Tom, you should go say hi to him. I mean, you talk about the Vikings all the time 16, on the, right. you know, on on the it's air. Not what you said. Yes, it is. No, you okay, didn't. Okay, what did I say? You said, Tom, <laughs> Dear. You, should, you should go over and talk to him. I said, there's no way I'm doing that. And you said, well, why not? I said, oh, he said, you talk about him all the time. And this I said. This is completely different from what I said. <laughs> no, no, Thank no. you for continuing. You said, you talk about him all the time. And I said, but not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that went. I think he sucks. He's mm. terrible. The average well, quarterback is six foot two, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And Montana was six two. Yeah. So. He was? Small guys. That surprises me, too. That's really surprising yeah. he was that tall. Yeah. yeah. Although you're six four, so yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so after Tom tells me that that's a quarterback, so I'm like, I'm looking at his arms and I'm seeing how you know. He does, he's not very muscular he's at not all. A, he's... You should have gone over and sacked him. <laughs> <laughs> Pushed him off his chair. Sack. By surprise. Yeah, he was with a woman, and they both were not connecting very well. Is he married? I think that's his yeah. wife. Okay. I, I think, think so. He's got wife. some kids, I think. Like a blonde, long uh, blonde hair. Maybe they were retired. There wasn't like a big... Uh, he got married nine animated. years ago. He's married. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. her. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was his wife. I, just asked I would him. hope. I Breaking news from him. Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you trying to start some trouble for? No, I'm not. They just weren't They weren't very animated. But they could have been tired. I don't know. 
tired. Just didn't look Could like they were that. having fun. Could have been deep in lobster rolls. The magic's yeah. over at that point, right? <laughs> well, plus, if you've got kids, you are always tired. That's just how it that works. That is true. Stocky, when are you coming back to town? Uh, good question. I don't I don't know. I was just there for New Year's. So I know. Just there months ago. then. Mm-hmm. I did Rochester, Minnesota a couple of weeks ago. Really? Really? Yeah. What did you do yeah. in Rochester? Which uh, venue? I did. Um, it's shop? like it was like an Eagles club. It, it huh. was me oh, and yeah. uh, Brian Miller, and we had like a hundred and twenty people in this in this beautiful little space. It was yeah. awesome. It was a super fun show. Very Rochester nice. Eagles Club, <clears throat> the Eagles yeah. Club. So was it a That's private right. event? No, no, oh. open to the public. Oh. Hmm. But of course, the public doesn't know that when you advertise a show at the Eagles Club. No, <laughs> that's one of the, yeah, you have to mention it. That's one of the things you've got to. Yeah, that's one of the barriers you have to somehow cross. You're allowed in when you're promoting a show at one of those kind of veterans clubs or something. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, some of those are really great shows, though. They're fun. So, hmm. Kostaki, did you hear about the uh, the national news uh, news today? What's the news today? I just—I literally just woke up and jumped on with you guys. Apparently, both Don Lemon, who's been fired, and oh. Tucker Carlson either was fired or quit. He abruptly like he... left the show, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Yeah. Oh no! And then I so did um. What was the guy you said? That was this weekend. That was the Don Lemon. No, no. the B. Um, Bajan, Bongino. Uh, Bongino. Oh, that Dan was Bongino. Bongino. He yeah. left too. DiGiorno. and yeah. he's gone too. Yeah. <laughs> He was gone from oh this my weekend, goodness. though. That's what it sounds yeah, everyone's, like. They're getting, they're cleaning out. So they're finally realizing. Can we realizing, do this at a higher level? Can we, can no, we have I Trump know. and Biden both bow out yeah. and start over? Yeah, so sounds good to me. just press reboot? I, like I think, I think <laughs> Trump and Biden should co-president the next year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, good idea. Because they agree on so much. And they have to hold hands the whole time. <laughs> and look into each other's eyes. <laughs> That's a funny idea. It's like elementary school punishment. Exactly. <laughs> this is your partner for this the term. Yeah, you both can't have dinner until you agree on something. <laughs> like I just noticed one thing. You know, they've been talking about everybody's got to have an electric car by what twenty thirty two or something. Isn't that what it was? Twenty thirty five is they're going to stop making combustion engines. Thirty five. So another twelve years. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah, they moved. Oh, yeah, no. they moved it up a decade. Tesla stock is down, baby. I'll tell you. I don't know what happened, but that's weird because I see them everywhere. I know. A lot the, of the stock is yeah. down three three points. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I'm just watching the way Tesla, it runs Twitter. Tesla very... stock has always been all over the it place. Has. Yeah, that's it's true. one of those. I don't know why. Well, the well, SpaceX suff- explosion couldn't have helped. Aren't they suffering from yeah. the batteries issue? Yeah. I think all of the electric cars well, are starting sure. to. Yeah, they're getting the battery rot or whatever, and people are like, hmm. Battery yeah, bat- rot? Oh, battery rot. The battery stops working after like six problem. years. Yep. Oh, and they cost like $70,000 just for the battery. Oh, fantastic. I just bought a hybrid. That's fabulous news. <laughs> but my hybrid has a 10-year warranty on the Oh, there you battery, go. So there least. you go. So you're good to go. Good. Yeah, screw those kids in the Congo. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> wow. My goodness. Wow, breaking news. Breaking so, news. Slow Catherine. I just know. go I'm... to Australia and bring some cobalt back. There you go. Ethically sourced. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> what are we going to do about this world, man? Nobody's happy about anything. Cheer up, oh, for Christ's sake. Kostaki's got first. jokes for us. He does. Yeah, you That's first. Good. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, you first. I am, I am all cheered he goes, up. Yeah, you first. Wait, that was about me. <laughs> what are you laughing about? 
your realization that it was a shot across the bow for you. But I'm always in a good mood. That was good. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Uh, I am going to bring up that Bud Light thing again because I just do not understand that at all. What? I have no understanding. Bud Light makes decisions. They fired two more people over that. Oh, or ask them to take a leave is what they did. I am just did. so sick of politics being interjected into every freaking aspect of well, your life. It's Budweiser. None of us drink it. Why do we care? There's well, a lot of people that drink Budweiser, but... Well, they Anheuser-Busch has a ton of different beers. Yeah, none of us drink any of them. But I have a question for you, and here's my question. Why would I possibly care if a trans woman drinks Bud Light? Good. Well, you certainly bring it up a lot. Well, I know, but because <laughs> do you see what they've now lost six billion dollars? Yeah. Because women are starting to get pissed off about the fact that women are working and trying to pay the bills and feed the kids, and this guy has a TikTok video and he's making millions of dollars. Yeah, he is. That's yeah. what they're they're mad oh, about. Oh, I see. Okay. They're well, like, maybe this you're not working seem, hard enough. Exactly, seem fair that somebody who puts on a dress and prances around and this I'm sorry, this woman if he is. Is her, his pronouns <laughs> female? Hold I don't on. know. We need some processing time. I don't know what her pronouns are, but let's say it's a her. She is very over the top. Yeah. With the, I mean, no woman I know acts like that except no. for maybe a six-year-old girl, which is also mm -hmm. insulting that that's the image of a woman, that you're running around prancing and, you know, so freaked out about every tiny little thing. It's just, that's why people are mad. It's just gotten to be ridiculous. I mean, this story is, uh, today, you, you act like I'm the one keeping the story alive. There's a story about this every day in the newspaper and on the, net, on the, uh, on the web. What the I hell's know. a newspaper? Yeah, what is a newspaper? Well, like I, said, I, just, I still get one in my driveway every day. We did yeah. until six months ago, I think. Yeah. I get it emailed. I just think yeah. that people need to just stop putting politics into everything, including companies. But they've got that ESG stuff going yeah. on, and they're just never going to stop now. But that's all it is, is money. That's I all know, our politicians do politicians is beg for more are, money. Yeah, politicians and corporations are, you know, in bed together, and that's the big problem. I believe Corporations have always enjoyed money. It's worse yeah. now. <laughs> that's what they're set up to do. I mean, yeah. that's what they're supposed to do for their shareholders. That's your job. But that's not that's not it anymore. It's also this whole ESG political stuff. Uh, a lot of corporations are just kind of... Most of the corporations that I grew up liking, the video game companies, Capcom and Konami and that kind of mm -hmm. thing, they're all just making garbage now. Are it's they easy. Really? Yep. It's easy. Konami makes nothing but gambling machines. Really? And then their employees murder each other. <laughs> well, other so than that. Gambling machines like stuff, podcast. like stuff for, for Vegas or Plinko or what? Yeah, Pachinko, yeah. Pachinko. They're making a Plinko, lot of those. I like Plinko. Yeah. It's, a, it's the same thing. Plinko mm -hmm. is the same thing. Pachinko? It's, uh, it's like pinball, but there are no paddles. Yeah, it kind of bounces around. And if that sounds yeah. extremely boring to you, well, then it is boring. Yeah. Oh. Oh, there so is that. the ball goes in the top and it sort of and it down plinks the down, and then prize. if it lands in like a prize cup, then you get the prize, etc. I got you. Yeah, there, mm. it's it's basically just a it's a slot machine with extra steps. Have you still? Where is that? It, are are they playing that in Vegas? It's a Japanese thing. Yeah. Have you still been playing as much poker, Kostaki? Yeah, I played last night. I'm okay. loving it. Good. The best. You have to file for bankruptcy today. 
And no, we won't loan it's you any money. It's not gambling the way I play, Tom. <laughs> it's not gambling at all. I win every time. Uh, yeah. It's not gambling when you've got a system. Ooh, I suppose, yeah. I suppose oh, that's no, true. poker's great. Poker's the only game that you're not playing the house, so you can win. That's true. That's true. Then why, yeah. when I play video poker, does it always get 21? In video poker, you are playing the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, right. that's, that's, a different, not, yeah. that's a different universe. Not yeah. fair. Yeah. Not fair. <laughs> not fair, not fair. Yeah. You get 40 20s in a row, and it, it gets 40 20s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost like they're rigged or something. Almost like they're rigged. Almost. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has ever gone in. Well, no, you're not allowed. I was going to say, like, gone in and, like, written down everything, like, all the draws that the machine gets, and then ran the probabilities. But I think if you start writing that kind of stuff down, they're going to throw you out. They don't Probably. like. They don't like any don't, of that sort of, like, thinking too hard in casinos. They don't have to cheat. They're yeah. printing money by doing it legally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're getting a cut of every spin, so. Right. That is true. Yeah. No reason to, to get crazy with the no. extra details. No. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right, Pally, we'll go and have a sandwich. And a, All and right, a beer. that sounds good. That's a nice wish for a, for a boy in the middle of the day. It's, yeah, <laughs> Barbecue and beer. A light beer. It's in your future. Enjoy the draft. Oh, so excited. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we'll help you get what you want in the draft, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Kostaki Economopolis. He doesn't call it quick snaps anymore, though, does he? Well, he's not in quick snaps right now. No, it's the draft or the pre-draft. Well, it's only when he's is. in quick snaps. Yeah, he calls quick, quick snaps snap. is during the season. This is just him checking in once in a while when something interesting happens with the draft or some football stuff. Yep. Excellent. All right. Any closing words from anyone? Um, no. Timberwolves ones, they're still alive. Oh, boy. Yay. <laughs> For one more minute because yeah. they're going to get their ass kicked in Denver. Yeah. But other than that. How twins, are the Twins doing? Twins are doing okay. I mean, they're yeah. leading the division. Oh, really? They've lost a couple tough games. They've got the Six Yankees coming up. Um, but their starting pitcher has been great. Uh, Red Sox rearranged one of the legs of one of the starters last week. So Yeah. yeah. Rearrange so riding the high in April. Oh, he got getting... hit by a shot that was, oh, that Ooh. was brutal. Riding high in April and getting cut down in May. Is that what's happening? Yeah, they, 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 they've started poorly over the last couple of years. And this year, they're, they, their starters have great. been great. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they really have had yeah. some really good starting pitching. Absolutely. You know, and uh, they got a closer, and they, they, we'll see what they do. But they, it's still, any team that runs on the health of Buxton is going to have an issue <laughs> eventually. Do they still get paid if they're injured and don't play? Oh, sure. Sure. Wow. They're all covered by it's insurance. A sweet gig. Yeah, they're all covered. Well, the yeah. likelihood of an athlete getting hurt is pretty high. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, then yeah. they're getting paid to just lay there. What's yeah. that all about? Well, well they're at probably actively rehabbing. Rehabbing, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they come back, most of them come back quicker than the average person because that's all they do. Right. They're, yeah. They don't go home and just get into bed. Yeah. But <laughs> Buxton gets hurt every year. Every and, year. Um, he does. And they're they're weird injuries too. They're, yep. But they're not they're not like uh, you know going out and riding a scooter injuries. They're like running injuries. They're bilateral they're leg weakness. No, that was Mauer. So the, that was weird. Oh, that's the, the bilateral leg. <laughs> the right. rollerblader. 
it's true. Which we always heard we were going to be sad, and we heard what it really was, and we've never really heard what it no. really was. But no. I remember when there was that, you're going to be sad when you really hear what was going on with him. And whatever. Bilateral leg. Well, yeah. let's see. I wonder if they ever uh, figured out <laughs> what I don't think they ever did. Was. No? No, I don't, I don't remember mm-hmm. anything, but yeah, I don't, I don't follow it as actively as most what? people. Do you think he'll get in the hall? Who? Uh, Maurer. Mm. See, I, I think he's going to be short because he needed a couple so. more years as a catcher. Because yep. he was a very he he was a very <laughs> average first baseman outfielder for the numbers, you yeah, know. Yep. And he didn't hit enough home runs to be what what puts people in the Hall of Fame yes. for those other positions. And I think maybe a couple more years at catcher would have done it. But I I think he's going to come up short. I do too. So, oh, it it uh, at first they thought that he had leg weakness because he had a virus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know what virus they thought he had, but then they decided he doesn't, and then I don't know his legs got better. Somehow. But then he was rollerblading, wasn't he? Somebody saw him, didn't? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rollerblading. Yeah. yeah. Somebody saw him rollerblading. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's gonna do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yep. <laughs>